Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Hey, this is Kevin. This is the continuation from last week. We had a sermon that went just a little bit long, so we decided to break it up. So just hang in there, and you'll get the groove of what's going on, and be sure and listen to the last of it. It'll sure change your life. People say, I don't know why I'm so... It it doesn't matter how much I read my Bible. It doesn't matter how much I pray. I don't feel any different. Maybe this is why. I would bet a good reason why is this not because I think because that's what the Bible says right there why do we say that because it says the code that God our father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world and if you want to look at what is polluting what the root is go to the Bible and see what the Bible says is the root of all evil or it says of all kinds of evil money we spend most of our lives trying to attain it trying to hold on to it it's like trying to hold a gallon of water in a colander no matter how much you put in it just goes out and so we get better jobs and so that we can afford bigger houses so that we can have to get a better job so that we can afford the bigger house that we got and then we got to have that nicer truck and I'm not picking on anybody I've been there myself maybe you're in there now people who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs so what do we do about this what do we do about it this is the part that will change your life. Turn to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. If you're squeamish, too bad. Sorry. Luke chapter 18. Starting in verse 18. Jesus speaks to a fella. A certain ruler That's not the 12-inch kind. Okay, this is the guy that's in charge. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All of these I have done since I was a boy. All of these I've done. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will receive treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. Wow. Is everybody excited about selling everything that they have right now? Yeah, one man is, man is happy about it. She doesn't want to clean her house anyway. Not really, I'm joking. She keeps great house. I've been there. That's what Jesus said. He said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Man, Jesus, this Jesus fella, (laughs) weren't we just talking about 
being doers of the word? Anybody uncomfortable yet? Well, I am. What, what, what does it continue on to say right here? And it says, uh, then come and follow me. When the rich young ruler heard this, he became very sad. Is anybody else feeling kind of sad right now? Wow. How hard, and then Jesus said, Jesus looked at him and said, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. One thing that I need you to know, kind of a, on this side, most of you have heard that there's like this little doorway in the temple that was called the eye of the needle and the camel had to get down. That's crap. It's crap. Jesus meant exactly what he said. He said it is harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than it is for a, uh, a camel to go through the eye of a needle. That does not mean that if you have a lot of money that you're not going to get into heaven. That's not what it means. It means somebody that covets money. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. He turned. This man turned his back on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Son of God turned his back on him because he coveted his money more than he did God. Is that you? I mean, Jesus is telling us, sell everything. Sell it all. And you will have treasures in heaven. Well, that may be a little rough for y'all that's got some, some dinero. However much that is, because I guarantee you, everybody sitting here and everybody watching us online right now is more wealthy than 99% of the people in this world. Y'all sitting right here are all rich. We are the rich young rulers. And what did Jesus tell us to do? He said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. But what if you say, you know what? Man, you got me mistaken, man. I ain't got two nickels to rub together. Turn to Luke 21. Luke 21, starting in verse 1. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth. Jesus speaking, red letter. I tell you the truth, he said. This poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. This was a widow that, that the Bible had just told us that we are supposed to be taking care of. She went in and didn't just give a little bit. She gave everything. Is, does, is it just me or do we kind of see a pattern developing in the New Testament here? Give everything. And both of these talked about money. Anybody want to have some good news? Right quick, let's have some good news. Make sure I know where this one is. Luke 11. This may not be the best news. Forgot this point. <laughs> I've only hit you twice with the hot shot. I'm going to hit you a third time and then I'm going to kiss it. I'm going to kiss your boo boo. Not your bobo, your boo boo. In verse 42, Luke eleven forty-two, 42. And, and, and I'm doing this to prove a point, that I'm not just making this up. I'm giving you biblical 
facts, biblical basis. Because we are talking about being doers of the word and a pure code that we live by. By not being polluted by the world. Money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, in Luke eleven forty-two, Woe to you Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. The point is this next sentence. You should have practiced the latter. Now, what was the latter? That's not the latter you claim, your climb. Okay? You should have practiced the latter. The latter is that you neglect justice and the love of God. That, he says, you should practice that without leaving the former undone. Without leaving the former undone. What was the former? Give a tenth. In three and a half years, I have never preached on tithing because you weren't ready. You weren't ready. You were like babes that were coming in. We needed to get just what Ty talked about, a good foundation where we understood that the Word of God is pure. It is perfect. We need to be doers of the Word. And the only way for you to reach happiness, fulfillment, and most especially and assuredly, the only way to reach heaven is to do what the Bible says to do. Now, let's have some good news. Malachi chapter 3. And I know some of you Christians as have been around like, oh, here he goes with the Malachi. It is fantastic. You should read Malachi chapter 3 every single day and thank God for it. Why? Let me read it to you. Malachi, if you're not sure where Malachi is, it's right before Matthew. These are some of the last words God says in the Old Testament. Okay? Malachi chapter 3, starting in verse 6. I, the Lord, do not change. Okay. Do we need to talk about what that means? Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I do not change. I do not change. So you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. He's not going to change his mind. He promised to be there for him. He's going to continue to be there for him, right? Same with us. He says, when you come to my son... I will never leave you nor forsake you. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from the decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you. Do I need to explain that part? Return to me and I will return to you. I think it's pretty simple. Then the people ask this question. How are we to return? Isn't that the million dollar question? Guys, I'm not making this up. I'm taking it straight out of the Bible. How do we return? And God says, will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you, God? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And here's the one time in the Bible. God says, test me in this. 
Now, guys, I know that a lot of you are sitting there cringing. You're trying to pay attention. You've heard it in the past. Ah, churches are just about after the money. Bull! I am trying to bless you. I am trying to teach you the Word of God. I'm trying to lay out that narrow path that is Jesus Christ. I've already showed you where Jesus said that you should do this. Be doers of the Word. Do not be polluted by the world. For money is the root of all kinds of evil. And he says it right here. Test me in this. And here it is. Test me in this. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. What? Black and white, people. It is black and white. Test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Now see, I knew what a few of you were thinking. Some of you watching online, maybe a few of you in here, you're thinking, you know what, that tithing stuff, that's Old Testament. We're not under the Old Testament anymore. We're under the new, uh, new Covenant. We're in the New Testament now. Jesus said give everything, so if you want to be under the New Testament... I look forward to it. There's an offering bucket right back there. Sell everything you have. Every bit of it. Every clothing, every sock. Keep your underwear. <laughs> you want to be New Testament? Then follow Jesus. Jesus gave two examples right there. Sell everything that you have. Look at this poor widow. She gave everything. So don't give me that deal of, well, I'm under the New Testament, not the Old Testament. I think right now we'd all like to have this Old Testament. My gosh, why? Why, guys? I'm fixing to ask a very serious question. Why do you not test God and give a tenth of your gross income to the church? and let God open the floodgates so that he will pour out his blessing on you so much that you will not be able to contain it. Why? I don't understand. But it's not because we need money. Let me read something. We're going to continue on. It says in verse 11, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. These are some of the blessings. He's going to bless everything that you do. He's not going to pick and choose. Your entire life is going to be blessed. Absolutely blessed. You will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit. Wait, let's see. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit. In other words, everything is going to be good. I didn't say everything was going to be perfect. You're still going to have hard situations. But God's going to bless everything that you do. He says it right there. Test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. And people say, oh, I hate it when churches talk about tithing. Why do you hate the biggest, one of the biggest promises of Blessings right now, not, not having to wait to get to heaven. We're talking about blessings right here and right now, and people don't like it. Why? Because the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. We covet 
money. We put our faith in money. Now, we're fixed. This is the end. Verse 12. This is what I've been leading up to. This is it, guys. I'm serious. Then the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land. The nations will call you blessed. Now, here we go. We have the ability. I have been under such condemnation for the past couple of weeks. It's been unreal. It's been like squishing on me. Ask my wife. I haven't hardly said a word in two weeks. Just knots in my stomach and knots in my soul. Because we have an opportunity to go two and a half miles north of here and build a church so that we can reach more people, not just on Sunday mornings. We can throw open the doors. We can take care of orphans and widows. We can feed. We can clothe. Because two of the things that I have told this group of guys that's helping me do the church, I want a kitchen that's stocked with food. I don't care if you make $100,000 a month or $100 a year. If you're hungry, you go in there and you get you some food. And if you have some food, bring it in there and put it where it goes. Same with all the clothes. My basement is an absolute wreck from all of the donations that y'all have given. I want to put all of those clothes on racks. And if you need a coat, I don't care if you make a hundred grand a year or a hundred dollars a year. You walk in there and you get a coat. Or if you know somebody that needs a coat, you walk in there and you get a coat. Or you get a shirt. Or you get a pair of socks. And if you have a coat, or keep your socks... Go in there and put it where it goes. And then I want to have a deal where we help people adopt. So we can take care of orphans. And you know who's going to be the first ones to do it? Me and my wife have just been accepted to adopt from Haiti. I am not going to ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. I'm not. And I've been under such condemnation because I'm like, God, people are going to get mad whenever I start talking about money and everything like that. And you know what he told me? He said, you don't have to ask for money. You tell them to do what I've already told them to do. And I'm going to make a challenge right now to each and every one of you. Here it is. You give a tenth of your gross income to save the cowboy and we will not have to do a building fund. As a matter of fact, with just the people that are sitting here today, if y'all were to donate a tenth of your income, we could buy the land tomorrow. Cash. And in the next four months, if you were to donate a tenth of your income, not because we need it, because God said it, we could pay for the building up front, debt-free. No building fund, no nothing. Just doing what God has already told you to do. And here's the best part. Test God in this. Test me in this. You make up your minds right now to give a tenth of your gross income to save the cowboy. And in one year, we will have that land built. We will have 800 acres filled with cattle. And we will have a church built which is open 24 hours a day so we can minister to the lost and hurting. So we can tell them how to be blessed. Because when y'all start tithing like you're supposed to, God is going to bless you so much. People are going to be running to you going, what do you have that I don't have? 
And you're going to have the opportunity to spread the word of God. This is your duty, not because I said it, because God said it. And here's the bonus. Make a decision today, 12 months. Test me in this. You give 10% of your gross income, we'll have a church, we'll have the land, and we'll pay for George and Vonda's Boys Academy in Guatemala. In 12 years, not one single building fund, just every single one of you doing exactly what God said. Test me in this. Guys, I'm fired up. (laughs) It's obvious. I am passionate about reaching people that are lost and hurting. I want to do it. But first, before we do any of that, y'all have got to do it. And a lot of you are sitting there thinking, I can't afford 10%, Kevin. God knows I can't afford 10%. Then give everything you can and go start selling crap until you make up the 10% every month. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I mean, we can laugh about it, but I am dead serious. And you know what? If you say, you know what, 10% is nothing, then give 20. I want you to give at least 10% up to a point that you have to depend on God. Because that is where your blessing lies, guys. Because I was thinking, oh God, how are we, how, seriously, I wasn't using his name in vain. Oh God, how are we going to get a loan for this? Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? We'll go get a loan to build this church. And then we can say, oh God really provided that loan from the bank that we've been paying on for 30 years. You want to talk about a testament to God? How about if we paid for it in cash within a year? And then we can go build a boys' academy in Guatemala. And then we can build churches in Delta. And we can build churches in Castle Rock. And we can build churches in Sublette County, Wyoming. And we can show everybody else how to have God open up the floodgates and pour out his blessing on all of us. I double-dog dare you. I do. There is forms right back there. Either put a check in the box or y'all that are watching online, you can, there's authorization forms at all the line camps and back there. You can fill it out. And I give 10% every single month. I'm not going to ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. I have more now making less money than I've ever had in my life. I want the same for y'all. But I want God to bless y'all. I want you to be uncommon. I want you to skirt around that herd and go against the grain. It will transform your lives. Be doers of the word. Test me in this. 12 months. Make a commitment today. I don't care if you don't have it. You're using human math. God will provide for you. I promise. Better yet, he promises do it trust in God let's go to him in prayer God I thank you so much for your messaging God the best things in life it's so hard to take that first step God I know right now that your word says that you will reach these people that you will teach them nothing I have said today has come from me it has all come from your word And God, these people are here for a reason today because you want to bless them. Your word says, give and it will be given unto you. Whatever we want, we have to give away. Only then will we receive it. God, you are promising. 
to bless these people for your glory so that they can be a witness to you. And God, I stand up here in faith right now knowing that we are going to have the money to do all of this that you have ordained, not us, that you have ordained, and you're going to do it debt-free, and you're going to do it through the people that are calling on you as their Lord and Savior because their code is not worthless. Let it start today. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. I do have a couple of announcements for y'all. Like I said, there's an authorization form right back there. You can put your, your banking information on it, sign it, drop it in the box. It'll pull it out of our account, or it'll pull it out of your account. Straight into Save the Cowboy, and we are going to use it because I'm telling you this right now. We can do this. You can do it. God's going to do it through you. And it is going to be such a fantastic testament to God. It's going to be unreal. It's going to change your lives. Hi, this is Lovey Weatherby. I call myself the worst preacher's wife ever, but Kevin calls me his better half. Confused yet? Well, you shouldn't be. All you need to do is go to savethecowboy.com and you can find links to our live church broadcast each Sunday morning. Or you can go back and listen to this service or any others that you missed. Did you know my man is the author of four books? You can find them all, as well as sermons on CD, by clicking on the store link at savethecowboy.com. On behalf of Kevin and Save the Cowboy, thanks for listening. Hey, do you have horses? If you do, then you need to call my friends Rod and Brenda Denning at Hitch and Post Hay. This is where I get all of my hay and Fiona loves it. Call them at 303-324-8217 and tell them that you heard about them from Save the Cowboy and they'll donate 5% of the sale to our mission to reach cowboys and cowgirls. Give Hitch and Post Hay a call for premium quality horse hay at 303-324-8217.